I'm Ashley Dansby with Stagecoach Media and your local news brought to you by Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Marshall, Texas is the place to go for all of your vehicle needs. Whether you want to purchase a brand new vehicle, a certified pre-owned, or maybe you'd like to custom order a vehicle that you make every single decision about, you can certainly do that at Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Once you have a brand new car, and once you've selected the new vehicle, they will keep you on the road with their excellent parts and service department. That's Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Check them out today. You can also visit their website at pattersonofmarshall.com. Topping our news today, a Cass County inmate suspected of double homicide escaped from the Cass County Jail on Monday, August 29th. Charles Oben Sprayberry, 44, is considered armed and dangerous. He broke out of the jail at about 7.45 on Monday, according to Cass County Judge Travis Ransom. According to the judge, Sprayberry brandished a homemade knife and assaulted a male jailer, then made his way to a booking area located at the front of the jail. Sprayberry then forced a female jailer to open the door to the outside, and he fled on foot. Texas Department of Public Safety troopers and Cass County deputies were dispatched to the jail, where a perimeter was soon established. Texas Department of Criminal Justice tracking dogs were requested, but they could not find a solid trail to follow. The search widened and U.S. Marshals were called to assist. On Tuesday, the Texas Rangers, U.S. Marshals, the Texas DPS, and Cass County Sheriff's Office, along with all local law enforcement agencies, were working together to locate Sprayberry. Felony escape warrants have been issued. Sprayberry had been in jail on several felony charges, including sexual assault, assault by strangulation, assault with a deadly weapon, felon in possession of a firearm, and kidnapping. He has been named as a person of interest in connection to two homicides that occurred in early March there in Cass County. At that time, authorities found two people dead inside of a burned-out trailer. Both of them had been shot. Sprayberry allegedly stole a car in Texarkana soon after and drove to South Louisiana, where he was arrested on March 25th of 2022. Anyone with any information regarding the whereabouts of the suspect should not approach the suspect as he is considered to be armed and dangerous. Instead, call your local law enforcement at 911 and report any information so they can immediately respond and investigate. Again, call 911 if you happen to see Sprayberry in the area. Do not approach him. Recently on Stagecoach Media, we told you about a grant application from the Marshall Economic Development Corporation to the Texas Workforce Commission on behalf of TSTC. Now, Rush Harris, who is the executive director of the Marshall EDC, spoke to the Marshall City Council last Thursday evening. He said that grant was accepted. As you know, on our last meeting, we applied for a high-demand job training grant for um, Texas State Technical College for the Lineman Program. That was accepted by the Texas Workforce Commission. So we have doubled our dollars in that investment. So thank you very much for that. And thank you to the Workforce Commission and Workforce Solutions. He also told them about an opportunity that came in unexpectedly a short time later. We received an opportunity from the Texas Workforce Commission. They had $770,000 left available in their budget to go across the state. So that money was up for grabs between 28 different workforce boards. And 14 counties are within our workforce board. I put out a quick request to all of our colleges and our ISD to respond with any need 
for a program in which we could offer a matching grant. ETBU responded promptly and timely with a robust application uh, led by Director Scott McCurdy, sits in the back, under the leadership of uh, President Dr. Blair Blackburn, who's here as well. Now, the Workforce Commission was somewhat, uh, they didn't spell out all the rules exactly, so we went ahead and sent two more applications in that came later. Even though the max was supposed to be $150,000, but those got kicked back to us. We're working on those for 2003 funding. But ETBs went through. This obviously has to be a high-demand job training grant, and they took our grant, and pending your approval tonight, it is approved. He said the grant would focus on classroom space for project management. This is for project management. This is for $150,000 of EDC funds. This will go in Synergy Park, the old Capital One building. Classroom renovations, job training, personnel, participant services, supplies. And this is on the lower level. If you've ever been in the basement, that's where I'm told that's where that activity is going to take place. TWC matches about $150,000, $149,470 for equipment and supplies if it's approved today. Synergy, this park, I know a lot of people say, well, it's ETBU's downtown campus. The purpose behind this park was interaction. It was interaction with public sector, private sector, schools, our ISDs, not just ETBU. There's a, invitations have been made to every post-secondary school in Marshall to participate, to engage on these programs. This building, Synergy Park, will include classroom space. Of course, they've got some courses in there. They're going to have students. Speech pathology, pathology supervisor, manager courses, mental health care. We'll have nonprofit space for tenant space, entrepreneurial space, small spaces with uh, short-term conferences, workforce and educational development. Um, again, there was an invitation collaboration with all community post-secondary and ISD. Uh, professional training, mentorship and resources, soft skills training, occupational awareness, and student engagement with higher education. Um, I plan to uh, encourage our local ISD to have as many tours and soft skill training courses or presentations as possible within this facility. More than 100 students would benefit. Job training, as far as that goes, we're looking at 60 to 120 ETBU and other students. Now, by other students, this applies to other schools that can fit the curriculum. If you look at what these occupations provide, um, this is mainly for uh, construction, manufacturing, first-line supervisors, but you also have surveying, mapping technicians, drafters. Um, these are people working in a number of, of segments, uh, not just the traditionally industrial. Also, you'll note those have high, uh, very low unemployment rates and quite a few job, online job ads. It takes a little work to get a 1960s, 70s building up to, up to shape. So. Um, there are costs associated with it. Our costs, though, are dedicated towards this classroom space. But I do want you to realize there's considerable investment that ETB is putting into this building overall. This is a small, not a small, but a, a, a classroom space on the bottom floor, um, and there's much more for them to do. Our requirements, ETBU, they have to provide us and the TWC with details of the activity and invoices. So there is follow-up, there is an agreement, there is a contract. If it's not done, the money doesn't happen. So Harris went on to ask the council for approval of the project. He also talked about education being the key to workforce development. I'm very, very happy that we had the response we had. We have not been getting grant applications like this from our schools. If you've heard me talk before, you know education is probably my number one priority for economic development, for workforce development. You build skills, you build capacity of your existing labor force, 
your economy is going to go up. You're going to have more opportunities. You're going to be a magnet for others to join. We are extremely blessed with the, the schools that are here, our post-secondary schools. It is what I would say is our number one advantage. And if we don't capitalize it, capitalize on it, um, that would be to our own detriment. The Marshall City Council approved the measure. In other East Texas news today, the Texas Department of Transportation announced that Katie Martin, a professional engineer, has been appointed as the new Transportation Planning and Development Director for the Atlanta District. In her new position, Martin will direct the coordination of district-wide project planning and oversee advanced project development, as well as public involvement. Martin began her career with TxDOT in 2001 as a design technician. She has served as the advanced planning engineer since 2018. She's a graduate of LSU and received her professional engineering license during 2010. She and her husband of 21 years have two sons and they reside in Atlanta. Martin replaces Deanne Simmons, who has accepted a position based in Austin. That wraps it up for Stagecoach Media Local News, brought to you by Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram here in Marshall. Stay tuned. We've got sports coming up in just a minute, and Incredible Local Woman is coming up as well. Stay right here with us. Community Health Corps is a place for recovery, resilience, and empowering individuals to reach their dreams. Community Health Corps provides mental, emotional, and behavioral health services to East Texans. Their work enables adults to live more independent, fulfilling, and productive lives and allows children to be more resilient and families to be healthier. Community Health Corps is a network of people who care and are dedicated to helping people rewrite their stories. Community Health Corps is honored and privileged to serve the communities they call home. For services or referrals, contact them today at 1-800-446-8253 or visit the website at www.communityhealthcorps.com. I'm Ashley Dansby with Stagecoach Media Sports on this Wednesday. Kudos go out today to the Hallsville volleyball team. They are the recent White Oak Shirley Atkins tournament champions. Congratulations to number 14, Lauren Pyle, and number 20, Olivia Simmons, on earning all tournament honors. Now, last night, all three Lady Cat volleyball teams were victorious at home against Beckville. The varsity beat the Bearcats in three sets. 25 to 20 in the first set, the second set 25 to 23, and 25 10 in the third set. Go Bobcats! Well, there are no sports on tap for today for the Marshall Mavericks, but tomorrow is a busy day for the Mavs. The volleyball team has the White House volleyball tournament with junior high volleyball taking on Texas Middle. The seventh white and red will play at 4:30 in the afternoon, with the eighth white and red at 5:30 in the afternoon. Tennis is going to be taking on Pine Tree at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we have got the Marshall Mavericks as they take on the Longview Lobos Thursday. This, of course, is the ninth grade team. They'll be at Longview with the white team playing at 5, the red team playing at 6.30, and the JV will play at 5.30. Again, that is Thursday's schedule. Friday, the varsity will play the Longview Lobos there in Longview. And that is sure to be a great game. Of course, we'll have more on that. 
And a quick update regarding Wascom football. The middle school game for Thursday, September the 1st, has been canceled. The JV game has been moved up to 530 in the evening. Here's some information from Paul Pewitt administration regarding Thursday's game against Wascom. They say no bills larger than a 20 to get in for that game. And the visitor side gate will be closed on Thursday. All admission is through the home gate there at Paul Pewitt. And then you will walk around the track to the visitor side. Don't forget the varsity game will be at home in Wascom on Friday evening. That is homecoming and it is sure to be a great game. I'm Ashley Dansby, that's Stagecoach Media Sports. Stay with us, incredible local women on the way. Incredible Local Women on Stagecoach Media is presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services of Marshall, Texas is proud to serve the community they love and call home. Voted Hometown Best 2022 by Marshall News Messenger readers, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services owners Melinda and Richard Galden put families first. When your family is faced with a difficult decision, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services will treat you with the care, love, and respect your family deserves. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services, where they put families first. This is Ashley okay. Dancy with Stagecoach Media, and I, I'm visiting with Peg Walker today, and of course a, a resident of Jefferson. And, and Peg, you are one of the biggest cheerleaders for Jefferson and Marion County that I have ever known. Are you from there originally? I certainly am. I'm proud to be a fifth-generation Jeffersonian. I love my little town. Well, it is obvious. You are one of those people that if there's an event happening in Jefferson, you are there. If for some reason you can't be there, you're promoting it. Has that always been the case for you? Yes, but in previous years, of course, when I was raising my children, I could not be involved because I had to raise children and cook supper and get them to gymnastics and football games. So I could not be as involved as I am now. That's why I'm enjoying my retirement because I'm very busy. In fact, I'm even busier now in retirement than I was while I worked. But it, what's wonderful about it is that I get to choose my busy. So I'm loving every minute of it. Well, I was so excited to visit with somebody who was from Jefferson in the Marion County area today um, because there are, you know, I, I, I named this incredible local women. But when I think about local women, I think of women outside of just the Marshall and Harrison County area because our collective extends so far, and we have so much in common. And, of course, with Caddo Lake um, joining our two counties together, it was just so fitting to, to visit with someone um, from Jefferson. And, and frankly, you are the person that stuck out in my mind, first and foremost, to visit with because of all of your work with the Texas Lions Camp and the Lions Club, which we're going to talk about, um, but also because I follow you on Facebook, and you are kind of a fascinating individual. Um, you are a, a runner, and I understand that running is not something that necessarily came naturally to you. It's something that you, you worked at and you really practiced. 
talk to me a little bit about running and your passion for running. Well, for, um, when it comes to running, I started as uh, as a tool to help me with my weight loss because, uh, mm-hmm. let's face it, I got married and I, I got fat because I was very happy. And um, my husband and I needed to do something about that, so I chose a keto lifestyle, which I very much promote that and promote health with all my people. And as a part of that journey toward health, I began walking. Well, walking turned into a little jogging and a little bit more. And I just love running. And so I'm always trying to run better and compete with myself. I'm my biggest competitor. I so enjoy running. And I'm training now. I would really like to be prepared and be able to compete in the Texas Senior uh, Games, which is in April in San Antonio. That's that's my goal. But mostly it's every day. It's not a competition, but every day is the competition when you're a runner. It's you against the road. It's you against yourself. So I'm highly competitive with myself, and I love it. I love that. I love that you you compete with yourself. Of course, I know you go – um, to races and 5Ks and do things like that. Um, is it fun when you place pretty high? It's always um, an accomplishment to be able to do that, but for me it's the completion of the task to be able to do that. It's all of the training that leads up to that point because you're there for maybe 30 minutes, let's say 30, 35 minutes, the duration of the race. That's nothing compared to what you put in every day, hours, miles, that's the big competition there. It's always nice to get a nice medal and win your division, of course, that, that's wonderful. But the biggest accomplishment is putting in the work and the hours to be able to get to that point. Well, the Texas Senior Games, I've never heard of that before. What, what all do they entail? What, what all is that about? Well, every kind of sport you can possibly imagine, they have it at the Texas Senior Games. They have a huge track and field meet with every kind of track um, thing you can have at a track meet. And this is for seniors. And also they have other things like racquetball, tennis, golf, just any kind of sport you can think of. And it's open to seniors in Texas. And if you place, I think, among the top three in whatever it is competition you're in, then you are eligible to go to nationals. And I would really like to do that. But most of all, I would like to be down there and amongst so many other seniors who are working on their health and staying fit. It, I will just be in awe. In fact, I'll probably cry when I get down on the field. Well, I tell you what, Peg, if anybody is going to do that, it's, it's going to be you. You are one of those people that I watch, and you have this determination that is laser-focused, and it, it, it's fun to, to see. And so I have no doubt that you'll be there when those games happen in the spring, and I hope that you'll – Keep us updated and tell us all about it. Of course, when you're there, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, And it won't be the first time that you've competed. You've done some fun fitness competitions before. In fact, you did one, I think you were in your late 50s when you did a fitness competition. Tell me about that. Yes, I was uh, on a health journey back then, and uh, I worked to build, do bodybuilding and fitness. And uh, back in 2011, I competed in a bikini bodybuilding contest. I was about 50 at the time. I think that's how old I was then, about 50. And um, I did that in New Orleans for the Greater Gulf States uh, Bodybuilding Competition. 
in the bikini category, and I competed with women who were much, much younger than with me. But for me, it was the all of the work, again, just like with running, all of the work that went into the prep to be able to even get on the stage. So, therefore, I didn't place or anything like that, but it was I felt like I had won Miss America or Miss USA when I walked on that stage. It was it was great because like I had won in my mind I had accomplished what I'd set out to do which was be able to get in the string bikini and get on the stage and look good you know and so I um I was that was really a wonderful thing to be able to do would I do it again no there is so much work <laughs> that that people don't understand and uh, that you have to do it and it's quite expensive as well to be able to compete in those competitions. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, I have seen um, the pictures from that competition when you put those up on, I think, the 10-year anniversary, and absolutely fabulous, you know, competition outfit. The, the bikini is beautiful. You look fabulous. It is evident that you put so much training into that, and and I think that's the thing about you, Peg. It seems like you see something that you want, you set a goal, and you go after it with just gusto and, and make it happen. And, of course, the Lions Club is, is one of the things you're most passionate about, and that really is the, the focus of our conversation today because the Lions Club and Texas Lions Camp are two things that are so very close to your heart. When did you join the Lions Club? Oh, gosh. I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. Remember? <laughs> I, I, joined, <laughs> long ago. I joined just previously to my retirement from the school district, so maybe sure. I've been in there four, maybe four years now. I don't know. I haven't been in there very long. Um, but because I have such a heart for people with disabilities and, and I came from a background in my job where I helped people with disabilities and their families, um, I, I always want to help them and, and get them better resources. Well, that was a perfect fit for me. Lions clubs provide so many services for people. And that's why I joined Lions Club is because I knew that and I wanted to be able to give those resources and services to the very people who need that. So many people don't understand what it is that Lions Clubs do. They think that we all have pancake suppers and meat, you know, but we did that is that secondary. What's wonderful about Lions Clubs is that we are there to serve. In fact, our motto is we serve. And Texas Lions Camp has served for about 75 years children with disabilities. And guess what, Ashley? You know how much that costs them to go to camp? It how costs zero dollars, zero dollars. No family Amazing. ever pays for their child to go to camp. And the reason is because we have contributors and Texas Lions pay for it so that children can go without any cost to their families. And the camp is a unique camp in that it is set up especially for children with disabilities and diabetes and childhood cancer. The whole camp is built just specifically for that. Now, these children would not be able to go to a regular camp because camp, those camps will not let them come due to liability issues, medical and whatever. But uh, for Texas Lions Camp, those are the kids we want, and everything's built just for them. But you go out to events all over East Texas and make sure people are aware of, of what they have to offer. How did you get involved in doing that, and, and what all does that entail? Well, uh, that was a natural thing for me because um, 
I myself did not really know about Texas Lions Camp Mm -hmm. until one of my friends who was in Lions Club at the time told me about it, and that was a natural fit for me. Now, I'm elected to the district as one of two district camp directors. Each Lions district has two representatives, two directors, and I'm one of two for our 2X2 district. And a part of our responsibility is is to go out, speak to other Lions clubs, other organizations, be on spot so you can educate people about, hey, we have this camp here, and it's for children with disabilities. We would really like you to come because there is no cost to the families. That's, that's my job is to go out and promote camp and talk to and report to the clubs about the progress with the camp and what we're doing. And I gladly do that because, like I said, I enjoy meeting resources with those people who need those resources. Um, I know it's a blessing for those kids and the families for those kids that are able to go. And, and, you know, as you said, they would not be able to go to a regular camp. And so this camp they're able to go and really just be themselves and be kids around other people that are just like them. Exactly. At Texas Lions Camp, their motto is, I can. If a child gets there and is in a wheelchair, and we have a big, huge rock wall, okay? If the child in the wheelchair goes, you know, I think I want to climb that rock wall, the counselors say, okay, we're going to do it. And they make it happen in a very safe way, but it happens. So this makes, what overall is makes them have a camp experience that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. You know, if you went to summer camp as a child, you will remember what little craft you made and the friends you made and the fun you had. This gives them that opportunity to make those memories for a lifetime, and it does change lives. Oh, absolutely. You're right about that. Now, for me, it was, it was church camp, but I think church camp, uh, alliance camp, you know, a regular, you know, two or three or four week summer camp. All of those memories, that, that is some of the best memories I have is, is going to that church camp up in Oklahoma with those friends and, you know, swimming in the creek and, and playing sports and doing things like that was so much fun. Um, and you're right. Those are lasting friendships and, and life-changing things. Do you, you know, as, as an elected uh, official for this and as the person that goes out and speaks about Lions Camp, is there a like a requirement of how many people you have to touch each year, how many places you have to go and speak? Is that something that y'all are required to do? Well, it's not a requirement. You know, they ask that we uh, do uh, for certain a certain award, which is called a 100% director's award. You have to mm-hmm. visit a minimum of 15 visits to uh, clubs or wherever per but it's not about the award and it's not about the minimum or anything like that. I want to see and visit with as many people as possible. So, therefore, I'm going to go everywhere that I'm invited and some places I'm not invited to. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Texas Lions Camp. I mean, I'm all about that because, you know, Texas Lions Camp, I figure, is one of the best kept secrets. People don't know about it. So I'm making it my mission to make people aware of it because even if you don't have a child who is eligible, you may have a neighbor or a friend in church whose niece who could go to that. And if I can talk to you about it, then you'll know, and then you'll be able to spread the word to somebody else who may have an eligible child. Well, I think you're right. I think it is one of the best kept secrets. And honestly, I will credit you with really educating me about Texas Lions Camp because 
I kind of knew vaguely that it was out there and, and there was Alliance Camp um, for kids with, you know, various uh, disabilities or cancer or ailments, whatever it may be. Um, but I wasn't very well versed in it. And then, of course, then I met you and I found out so much more. And I know for you, it is not at all about the award. But it's about making sure that these families, and these kids have the resources they need. But I'm going to brag on you for a minute, um, Peg, because you have brought home those district awards for not only meeting the minimum number of engagements and, and places to go speak, but you've really exceeded that as well. Well, I did. I get, got an award for that, and that's all good and well and fine, and awards are great. But what's mo most important to me is each one of the visits, and I didn't even report all my visits, okay? Each one of those represents at least one person who learned about Texas Lions Camp who may sure. not have known it before. So that's what's important to me. In fact, it's not when it comes to awards, it's not the awards that are important. It's the rewards that is important to me. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it, that it's the rewards that are important. That's fantastic. Let me ask you this. As, as part of what you do, you get to go down there to Texas Lions Camp. Do you get to go and enjoy any of it or, or see any of this in motion? Well, we have directors' meetings twice a year down there that we have. their board meetings where we decide on different things down there, and we get to look around and everything. But really, anybody can go down there anytime and look around. Uh, one time I, cool. I had a little – yes, I can – I um, – had a little mini vacation with my husband. We were nearby, and I said, oh, we're this close. We're going to go look at the camp. <laughs> and so um, I called them up, and they said, sure, come on. They gave us a big tour of the camp. They will do that for anybody. In fact, they encourage you to call them and set up a tour time and go down there and look, it, uh, especially for parents who may be thinking about their children going and they encourage them to come do that, say, hey, come take a look. Yeah, that's, you know, that's probably hard. If you have a child who has cancer or you have a child who has diabetes, that's probably kind of hard to take your child to a camp and then leave them there for a week in the care of others and, and have their health be dependent on, you know, the care of others. And so I can imagine that's probably a, a great reassurance to allow the parents to come and say, hey, take a look around the camp, look and see what we're able to do and what we're doing here. It probably eases a lot of minds. Is that true? Absolutely, 100%. That's why they're open with everything. But here we've got something that's really special and different, and it's wonderful because, of course, just like you said, it is difficult for the parent of a child with a disability to turn mm -hmm. loose of that kid because they've been in you know, direct control and care of that child. And they can't exactly 100% trust somebody else to care for that child in the way they do. So guess sure. what we have? This is going to be this coming up summer in 23 will be the third year that we offer TLC for families. And what's wonderful about this, Ashley, is that the entire family gets to go for a mini camp session. And the wow. cost, again, is $0 to that family. So, in other words, every member in that household for the eligible child or the person with disability gets to go down for either three days and two nights or two days and one night, a mini camp session. They move together as a family, do activities together. They do all the camp things together, ride horses, go to the chow hall, everything, and learn and do and be able to be there as a family. Now, if you have a child with a disability, 
you don't you are constantly looking for opportunities and places to go that are accessible that can meet their needs but then you as a family want to do stuff together this is the perfect camp for that you get to go with the entire family and you don't have to worry about are the doorways wide enough is the restroom accessible because you know what texas lines camp is built for that Wow, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And again, you said there's no cost to that. So how do families, how do they find out more? Is there, you know, of course, I know that you and and others like you go out and talk to folks, but is there a website they can log on to for applications? How do they get information about that? Well, go to Texas Lions Camp, go to their website. And I have parents that ask me all the time, well, my child has this and this. Are they eligible? And I, I can't name you all of the disabilities that are covered with Texas Lines Camp because the list is, exa- is endless. The best thing I can do is say, hey, go to the website, find the phone number, and call them and ask. And they will mm-hmm. tell you immediately if the, your child can, uh, is eligible. Now, the other thing, Ashley, is because it is such a highly sought-after camp all over the state, sure. the, uh, the openings for it fill up quickly. They release the registration in the first week in January, and probably about the second week or third week of January, all of the sessions are full. So what I tell parents is this, be ready, be watching, and register immediately so you can secure your slot. Um, I will say this, the counselors that we have at Texas Lions Camp are hand-picked. Because it takes a very special person to work with our most special population. And so we have counselors that come from all over the world. It's a highly competitive position because uh, the rigid for the, them, the application process is way more extensive than any other camp. But also it's mm-hmm. the most sought after position. They... Um, not only interview, but they go through a big, long application, and they generally like to take students, college students, or even um, those who are working that want to take a week off or whatever, who are in the like the medical world, let's say an occupational therapy student or physical therapy, medical doctors, you know, nurse. They Those are the ones that they like to pick, but these are people that really have a heart for for children with disabilities. So we have the very best of the best down there. And they're from all over the world. Well, it sounds like it's fantastic. And you can certainly tell your passion for Texas Lions Camp when you talk about it. It's very obvious in your voice. And, and certainly when I see you in your face, how much you enjoy and love Texas Lions Camp. Um, Peg, if there's somebody out there, because I know I'm going to have people that, that want to have you come and speak to their group, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, please call me or text me. Please, please, please. I want to speak to your group, your church, or have a booth wherever you are, or get you information. If you want just materials for your church or your organization, I can get you just materials. So please, please call me or text me at this number, 903 926 one nine six zero please please call me is there anything that you would like to add about you or about texas lions camp or anything i didn't touch on that you want everyone to know well 
for me, it's all about this is my passion is to help other people. Uh, every day I wake up and think, and I'm thankful for what I have and what I can do. And then I want to take that because that's a gift. And I want to use that to help others. There are so many people who are in need who need help. And they may not voice that they need that help. But I, I make it my mission every day to try to help people. If it's giving them a resource or actually physically doing something, I really enjoy that. I work with the Jefferson Adopt-A-Cop so we can help our police force and uh, Marion County Sheriff's deputies and try to supply them with needed and necessary supplies to, so they can protect us. And I also work with the Lions Club to try to do various projects within the community. And I'm also, like you said, promoting Jefferson, and I help the Chamber of Commerce and volunteer there as well. But I also am big into health, and I'm trying to educate and help people, old folks like me, to take care of themselves and try to get healthy and preserve what we do have. Because it's about whatever time we have left, let's spend that having quality time versus being sick time. And we can control that. We can help ourselves. And so I'm all about getting healthy and helping people to get healthy. And y'all call me. Join Stagecoach Media next Wednesday for another edition of Incredible Local Women, presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home.